welcome back to Mad Yet Mighty. I'm smiling from ear to ear right now because I'm so excited to record. It's been it's been a couple of weeks just due to the craziness of life, the end of summer, um, just a lot of really, I mean, a lot of exciting things that have been going on. And I'm somebody who will just throw myself in completely and try to be as present as I humanly possibly can in those moments. And I've just been taking time to enjoy those moments because being somebody who has never at all worked from home and has now been work from home, which as we constantly, you know, go back and forth with ourselves, like it's amazing. Trust me, it's amazing. I'm not saying that it's not, but it still isn't what my body is used to. Even working from home for six months, my body and my mind and my like, I've literally been raised from a child to like know that you're going to get up in the morning, you're either going to go to school or you're going to go to work. Like from the time we were little, we got up, we got ready, we went somewhere. And I know like kids are back in school, most of them, um, you know, a lot of them are, or you at least have a choice to be. And or just like you would get up in the morning just from like the age of, I mean, I started working super early. What was it like 15? I, cause you could be a hostess. I was a hostess at Applebee's. My, my very long, what was it? Was that my first ever job? My first ever job, or was it when I worked at, I worked at a little um, neighborhood street market, like deli with a couple other of my best friends But I think I like, you know, I'm somebody who I'm a gypsy and I'm a traveling soul and I will always follow my heart. And if I go to something and I'm not enjoying it, I don't care how long I've been there. Like I'll stay like I'm not like a one month hop around person, but like I at least will stay at a job for a year. You know, you give it the full year, a year and a half, whatever. And I think I even worked there longer when I was a kid because when you're a kid, it's like you have nowhere to go. But anyway, so. Why I was saying that is because like I worked at Beacon, a food mart, which was the little food mart that we all just ate a shit ton of food from, occasionally would borrow a, um, I did not, but you know, occasionally sometimes you have to borrow some alcohol, whatever. Um, Yeah, I worked at Applebee's, was a hostess. I don't think I ever, I'd never served at Applebee's and thank God, literally my time at Applebee's. (laughs) was I never even thought I was even gonna bring this up but it just came up Applebee's was wild there's a lot of good a lot of crazy moments and who to think who to thunk that that place still rakes in buku bucks you know they're still around they're still crusty they're there you stick to the carpet when you walk in everything it like just smells like Applebee's the food is like so genetically modified that it's like alarming like it does look just like the picture but the pictures don't look good you know anyways what was I saying so yeah Applebee's um working not even really working Applebee's um beacon oh yeah just going waking up and going back to work so yeah my body is still it's still weird I enjoy it. I, I'm trying to have a more, you know, consistent everyday routine, you know, working from home gives you the luxury that you can kind of shift things around sometimes. So if like you need to go to the grocery store, you don't have to wait till the weekend. Like you can go on your lunch break or you can go. So like as much as that's great, it is weird to have so much because I'm somebody who is thrives on structure because I need structure or else I will get lost in my thoughts. Like I need rigid. Like I need, I give me, a, I always say this, give me a runway and I will like excel. Like give me bumpers and I will excel because I am so all over the place and in my mind, you know, or thinking or not thinking or doing this or trying to do a lot that like I have to have those, like I have to be, I'm like the coloring and coloring the lines. I have to have lines. So being in this environment where I have all the freedom, I have to create my own lines and you have to have, I just think it's so important for anyone who like being someone who is like single, single and working from home and, 
you know, yes, I do have my, my, my lovey puppy, thank God. It's, um, you have to really have a kind of discipline and you really have to be on your shit and have a, have ritual, which I'm such a ritual person, always have, always will be. I think they're special. I think they create moments of joy. Um, if you, yeah, so I'm just, I, that's something that I'm so hardcore believe in, like little things of like making a water bottle every day or taking like supplements every day or taking a moment to do your skincare in the morning. You know, you wake up, you brush your teeth, you do your skincare. If you're at home every, if you're at home every fucking day, you have 10 minutes to, to, well, 10, I would hope to brush your teeth, but to like wash your face and put some moisturizer on and then maybe run a clear brow gel through your brow. You know what? It, it's just, you have to give yourself little moments. Okay. I'm not trying to go in a rain. I'm, and I'm also talking to myself. Like this is a full on fledged, like always talking to me, talking to myself because you know what I've realized? And this is something that I'm such a pro and I will, I've talked about it on previous episodes before, but let me tell you something, honey. If you can't talk to yourself or if you aren't talking to yourself, you're doing something wrong. Like you're doing something completely and utterly wrong. You got to unleash the trap and you have to start talking to yourself. I'm, I'm telling you, it is, I've always talked to myself because I'm talking to myself right now and I can have literally full conversations, but, um, you know, t- not everyone is, the, not everyone is as talented. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally, totally kidding. Um, because at first I was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Like if anyone knew that I just walked around and talked to myself or like joke with myself, what would they think? You know what? Who the fuck cares? Honestly, I think it shows, I think it shows more about somebody if they can have, I know that sounds, it sounds crazy saying it because I, I just think there's such a stigma, but I think if you can have a, t- a conversation with yourself, if you can hash shit out with yourself, if you can talk through things with yourself, that is a powerful person. You are a powerful person if you can do that. I'm a powerful person if I can do that. And honestly, as I've come to realize, you know, Mad Yet Mighty, actually, it was our two, it was our two year birthday back in July. And, you know, being the person that I am, I'm as much as I, this is like podcasting is very self-indulgent and it's for myself and I like it. I, I still have a hard time. Um, and that's something that's not, it's, it's my problem. It's nobody else's that I have to get over is like self-promotion. I have a very difficult time with self-promotion. I have a very difficult time planning my own birthday. It is the most uncomfortable thing because it's like, you have to worry. I worry about what everyone else wants to do, not what I want to do, you know? And that's just me being a feeler. That's me being a healer. That's me being in it. That's just my, it's part of being like in the ingrainedness of who I am. So self-promotion. So yeah, imagine Mighty hit two birthdays and it kind of made me just go back down memory lane and I wanted to like revisit, you know, what is Mad Yet Mighty? What is that statement? What is that title? What does that mean? What like what is that? Why? I mean, I know what it is, but why that? And just talking about talking to myself, it was something for such a long time that I was like, oh my God. Well, now it's like I think it's one of the best. It's one of the best things ever. Ever. It has helped me so much sift through thoughts in my mind, get get just get things in order or even simply just inner to like I make myself crack up like I genuinely think I'm fucking hilarious. And you know what? That's my prerogative and that's my right. And it, and it just makes it just makes life better. It, it, you know, I and there's nothing and I've before saying that and every time I say that it gets a little less painful because I'm trying I'm trying more so to be my biggest fan about things that are actually what make me what make me me and what make me unique. So taking that uh, for anyone who's you know joining back today, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you coming and sharing time with me. And anyone who's here or just joining or listening for the first time, so mad yet mighty. And you know when when I, when I talk to people about it, they're like, oh wait, like Matt, like. I think everyone always thinks of like the anger. It's like, no, like there's so many more, there's so many more ways to use a word than like, especially mad. There are so many meanings to the word. And when I was thinking of something that just encapsulated what I've gone through my whole, you know, what we go through as humans and what we go through um, with, with fear and what we go through in our minds and why, and we're constantly, we're our own worst enemies. And it's something that I've battled with my entire life is self-worth and looking at all of my 
you know, failures in my past of like that define me instead of not define me, but they've made me who I am because I've grown from them. So I had like this whole just kind of about two to three years ago, maybe now, I'm not sure, maybe two, maybe three, just I had to completely change my perspective of everything in my life because I just, everything I did, I just looked at it as like, instead of looking at it as like these jumping stones of how many things I've done and all, all what I've done and I, I just I just had to shift. So okay, I keep I keep giving like supportive evidence and like we're gonna go back to Mad Yet Mighty. So I was thinking here. So Mad Yet Mighty, the things that you might not like about yourself, the things that um make you mad, the thing, you know, and mad like and I when I think of mad, I don't think of mad like angry, like I think of like mad as a mad, you know, mad as a hatter. And some people think that mad means insane or mad means mentally ill, but like that's, I don't believe that to be true. I believe that every mind in its own way, wherever you are on a conscious spectrum or wherever you are, the mind, the things that make us mad are the things that make, you know, mad as a hatter. Those are the things that make us different. Those are the things that make us unique. Those are the things that make us authentic. Those are the things that make us us. Those are the things that we should champion. That we should be so freaking proud of that we're that way. Instead of feeling uncomfortable in a group because you don't want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable because you know you have it, you have that. You know what I mean? No, enough of that bullshit. Enough of Enough of that. It is so limiting and it, it puts you in a box. So mad yet mighty. It's the shit that makes you different. The stuff that makes you mad is the stuff that makes you mighty. That makes you strong. That makes you unique. That makes you authentic. That makes you an individual. That makes you you. So it's taking back. It's taking back that power. Not even that power because those things that we are so annoyed by about ourselves are the things that... Those are, those things are like, are us. So I wanted to just revisit. I feel like it's like a mission statement. It's not really a mission statement, but you know, we've been together for two years. We've gone through a lot on this podcast. You know, as much as I like to keep things fun and light and talk about the stuff, you know, I do like to talk about the things that we really aren't talking about, and that's feelings. You know, have you ever, have you ever been like speaking to somebody and while you're speaking, speaking to them and venting to them and I'm, and I'm asking this, it's almost like a rhetorical question because I know the answer is going to be yes. But, you know, you're talking to somebody and they immediately, almost as if like they're waiting for you to finish or sometimes maybe even cut you off and automatically say, Oh, uh, uh, well, you know, well, well, you're, you know, that's okay. You know, at least, well, that's, you know, at least you're not this or, well, oh, you'll be, you know, you'll be fine. Like, at least it's not, it's like, yes, I'm fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. I'm going to be fine. I understand that. I'm not asking you to tell me I'm going to be fine. I'm asking you to live here with me for a minute. I'm asking you and then like, and then, you know, you automatically after somebody is like said that to you, you're like, uh, well, it's like, what do you say? It's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. Like, I know. And then you immediately feel shut down, right? Like you feel, you do, you, you, you kind of just feel yourself shut down. It's because in that moment you were, it is so, God, it is so important to express feelings and to get them out it is so important because if we don't they become harborous cancers and resentments and traumas and it's just so important so I ask you that question has that ever happened and I know the answer is probably going to be yes so mad yet mighty when I created mad yet mighty it was a it was a place it was a space for me to come strictly for my own it was strictly for my own good my creative outlet that I needed for myself because I have figured out that in my years my liberation is through my expression. I will become free, you know, free in a matter of terms, free from social construct chains that are 
on us all the time from environmental chains, from people like I will. My liberation is through my expression and my voice. That's my power. And, you know, I wanted to have a space for myself and I wanted to have a space where like it's a place to be able to be, you know, celebrate and be mad yet mighty. Talk about the feelings. Talk about the things that maybe, you know, you try to talk about with somebody and they shut you down. Or, you know, you you could be a loved one, could be a could be a significant other, could be a friend. So I wanted to talk about the things that I that matter just in our everyday that matter within us, but also talk about the things that I freaking love and I'm obsessed with and that I have my own like weird um analytical mind about, you know, breaking down pop culture, breaking down movies, TV, breaking down the acting, specifically the actors in the the acting behind the roles that we're watching. Um, it, it's been really kind of detrimental to me because I mean, for movies have really kind of been on a standstill and, you know, shows are so dense now that I get on Netflix and I used to be able to like, and I can sniff out a good show. Like I can look and sniff out a good show. I'm, I don't just watch everything. Like that's not my style. I don't have enough time. I don't have, I don't have enough energy. I don't have enough emotional capacity to like give that. But, um, you know, so I, I can I can sniff out a good show. And that's obviously pandemic, COVID, the entire West, the entire industry has been shut down. So, you know, that's been I haven't really felt like I've been able to sink my teeth into anything recently. Um, but I do have some things that will be sunken teeth in. So let's kind of wrap this. I just I wanted to come in. I, you know, it's we're starting a new season. We're going into fall, which is absolutely insane. We're going into September. Like, we're not we're going in. We're in September. Like, crazy. Like, time machine crazy. Like, six months have gone by crazy. I feel like I wake up and I just feel like I look tired. And I might look in the mirror and I might, like, and I'm sure if I said this to somebody, they'd be like, oh, my God, no, you don't. And it's like, okay, like, thank you very much. I understand that. But I just feel like I look tired, you know? Like, you just feel – I just – I'm not like I'm rested. I'm, you know, I'm drinking my water. I'm working out, but you just, right. Is that, is there anyone else out there that feels that way? Or is that just me? You just feel tired. Like you're just, I don't know. I don't know. COVID right now. Speaking of COVID, we're going to kind of do a little, okay, hold on. Let me, let me wrap up with pretty bow. So mad yet mighty, it's going to stay. It's going to be, um, this is something that like I, am passionate about and love so much um, that I just hope that everyone continues who is here with me to love um, and cherish and just enjoy. And that's what it means to be mad yet mighty. So if you're here with me today, you're fucking mad yet mighty. And that's something that you should be proud of. Here we go. So back on like the like COVID corona topic. So I have not had any kind of weird altercation with like somebody in public ever um, I normally have like amazing interactions with strangers like it's almost one of my favorite pastimes is to interact with strangers I know that's like sounds absolutely batshit crazy but you know what it's my truth I almost some I not I almost take that word out I conduct like social experiments with strangers to see like what kind of conversation we can get I just I just enjoy I just enjoy being nice and I enjoy being polite and I enjoy being friendly because I feel like we need more of that. And like, I just, I will always to the end of time believe that it's so weird that we as humans, like we are human beings, we are cut from the same cloth and we'll sometimes be in the same room in the same environment. And it's just like, we're all the fucking same. We all go through the same daily struggles. We all go through the same loves and celebrations. So why can't you see somebody if they're looking at an apple and they say something to you? Why, you know, Oh, like I love, I love that. I love stranger interactions. However, I was shopping at my local Aldi the other day, and that is my favorite grocery store ever of all times. Besides, I do love a Kroger. I do love a good Kroger, but Kroger, I go in and like, I can just batshit lose my mind. Like I'm getting sushi. I'm getting a drink every time. Like I love that it looks so fresh and so nice, but I do my weekly shopping at Aldi and I wear a mask. I comply. You know, I'm very, I've always, you know, I've always worn a mask in public. I understand like whatever I can have, whatever you believe or whatever you think, like you don't want to be that person. So like, you know, I obviously am going to protect other people, um, whatever and wear my mask. So wearing my mask, you know, and just titling, toddling along, minding my own business on a Sunday, 
and I get in line at Aldi and Aldi typically only has about four lanes, three lanes, but they really only have like two operating lanes or sometimes they'll open up three. You know, they went a very skeleton crew and, you know, there's not a lot of workers. They all kind of do everything. So standing in line and there's like these stickers on the ground, obviously, like social distancing, six feet, like just fucking Hunger Games shit. Like it, it, this doesn't happen at Aldi and thank God, but like at Kroger, I'll be walking around at Kroger or Walmart or whatever. And they're just constantly after every, it's like after every ad, they're just pumping over the thing. Like please abide by social distancing guidelines and keep six feet at all. Like it's like we fucking get it. We get we're supposed to be social distancing. You don't need to pump this shit into my head every fucking five seconds. I'm sorry. I, just, I know I just blew the F a couple of times there. I had to. I cuss a lot. It's, it is what it is. I always have, always will. It's not that I'm not ladylike. It's not that I can't put together an eloquent thought or something that's thought-provoking because trust me, I can, I have, and I will. But I will always and forever express myself with curse words. Thank you and good night. So I was at... I was at Aldi, back to Aldi, back to standing in line, back to standing on my sticker that tells me to stand six feet. Thank you for thank you for placing that on the ground and reminding me because honestly, like I have no conception of like a ruler or a yard or like a foot. I know a ruler is a foot. It's 12 inches. However, whatever. Six feet, you know, I probably would struggle with measuring that out on my own. Okay, so I'm grateful for the sticker. I'm standing on the sticker. I'm in line. I'm at the back of the conveyor belt, whatever the hell the thing, like the the thing that moves the groceries, conveyor belt, right? I'm at the thing. There's somebody in front of me. So I'm at the back of the conveyor belt. There's somebody in the middle. And then there's somebody like at the end of the aisle with their cart kind of situation paying and moving. So I wait. I let the person's food move fairly far up the line like there's an obvious space when there's not one of those germ-ridden blockers that I know I'm just completely failing at because whatever those stupid bars are that show, okay, now my food starts here, those are gone. So those are no longer there, which they actually were there a couple because I've been using them, but okay, they're not there anymore at Aldi. Anyways, minor detail. I wait a very significant amount of time for the person's food to like reach all the way up. Okay, before I'm going to even place mine down. I then, still giving the person space, just gently, you know, put wing myself around my cart. So I'm leaning over the front of my cart and like loading things on the back of the conveyor belt. Okay, so they are just like, I'm lining things up. This lady turns to me and goes, and I couldn't hear. It's loud. We have our masks on. She said, you know, she says something. And I go, oh, like, and I go, oh, I'm sorry, what? She goes, are we just, do we just, did we just forget about social distancing? Do we, are we just, are we just not, are we just not social distancing? And I like didn't even know what to say um, because I thought it was so just confrontational. And like that might shock some people because as much as I, I'm not saying I'm confrontational, but I do know how to navigate situations, social situations pretty quickly um, with a quick response. And I honestly didn't even like, what do you say back to that? Like, oh, yeah, because like I am I'm standing on my fucking sticker, you dumb shit. So like, yeah, I am social distancing. So I, I didn't even really know like what to say. So I literally just was like and turned around and just kept doing what I was doing. So I wait for her to completely pay and and leave before I I'm still standing at the back of the freaking conveyor belt cuz I'm like okay at this point I'm not I'm not tangoing with this bitch anymore. So she pays and she at Aldi they have a counter so you have to take all of they they put all of your food into your cart and then you wheel it right across to this long counter and you load your bags yourself. Once again, like they don't have bag it's it's a very you load your bags and you go. So this lady there's an entire counter space, right? And she goes right in front of the line or a little, a little bit further down. I'm like, oh my God. So after I'm done paying, she's still standing there. And there's, a, once again, a significant amount of space between us. So I'm like, I'm still nervous about it. I'm like, I don't want to go up. I don't want to go up to this lady. Like she's batshit. So I kind of like, eye it out and I'm like you know what I've got to pack my groceries up there's enough space like there's enough there could have been another cart and a half if not two carts between us okay like that's how much space there was I'm like this is ridiculous like I'm fine so I turn my back once again turning my back keeping myself very in my own space my chest you know my front is to my cart front I'm right here by my counter like the counters on my right hand side I'm loading into my bags 
I look down, I look over my shoulder, and this lady has now moved to the end of the counter and is loading her groceries up. And I was like, you know what? I just, it, I, I, I couldn't, I was like, fine, you know what? You go down there. You go down there. If that's what makes you happy, if that's the fine, please do. But it's like, it was just odd because I had not had that experience yet. And it was, and it just kind of, it, it ruffled my feathers for a quick moment. It really kind of fucking pissed me off. And then I was like, you know what? Let it go. Let it go. I was like, that lady, let it go. If that's how she's going to walk through her day, that's not how you have to walk through your day. Let it go. Doesn't bother you. Doesn't affect you. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. Let it go. And you know, I walked out of there and even though I got in my car and still kind of like cursed her name, by the time I left the parking lot, I was like, you're right. Like I can't let, you know, and I have brought it up a couple times in stories because it is just bizarre, but got to let it go. On the flip side of that, I have kind of come, I have had a couple of moments where I've been in a grocery store with my mask on and I have thought to myself, holy shit, I can freaking talk to myself in public and nobody has any idea. I'm walking around an aisle of a grocery store and it's getting all, it's, it's getting all revamped and whatnot. And I'm like, I'm like, where the hell is the freaking, where is the freaking bags? I'm like literally out loud. I'm like, I would have never been able to do that if I didn't have a mask. And if I did, if somebody would saw me, I would have felt absolutely nuts. Going back to the point, supporting point that wearing a mask in public has changed me because not only can I talk to myself at home, in the comfort of my own home, I can now talk to myself in public, which I'm not saying I'm doing like a lot because like I think I think there is I think there is a fine line, you know, there's a fine line. But like you can like you can make exclamation, you know, exclamations to yourself and not have anyone know. So the moral of the story here is, is that, you know, talking to yourself is fantastic. And COVID has allowed me to explore my horizons, you know, a little bit. You know something else that COVID has brought to me, or not COVID, but TV, and I know this show's been on for a while, but I've, I've tuned in this recent season, and I am just, I am so sickly in love with it, and I'm so embarrassed, I'm not even embarrassed at first, I was like, oh my god, am I really going to watch this, am I really, but I forgot how much, man, I, I have shared my affinity before on this podcast, I will continue to share it to the end of time, I if I could watch nothing but reality TV for the rest of my life, I would be completely fine. I would be completely fine. And before, and then I know there's a lot of people who will agree with me, and then there's some people who would be like, eh, nah, 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 nah. I'm like, you know what? Watching reality TV is literally watching social science. It is the most fascinating. I... I, I Google and Google and Bluegle over it. I have dipped my toes into the Love Island pool and I am just, I never want to go back. I never want to go back. You know what blows my mind? I have watched Love Island every single night this week. For somebody who loves, who loves a structure and somebody who is obsessed with, um, was it pro program television who obsessed, who is obsessed with love streaming, but like love tuning in at 8 or 9 p.m. for, you know, for a program. Love it. I love that life. I love having something to look forward to. Love Island is on almost every single night of the week. It is the most amazing thing. So for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's essentially it's like the the most bottom of the barrel that you can possibly get of reality TV, right? Except they also bring in like interaction from America, which I think is amazing. So they bring in, you know, six, f five guys and five girls or six guys and six girls, like a trend, like, you know, hot, sexy, fit, young um, males and females come and live in the Love Island, the Love Island shack. And they essentially all just like, they literally just bounce around from one another, figuring out if they have a connection. They have to be in a couple. And if they're not in a couple, then they can't like they can't go through or they get kicked off or whatever. I'm still kind of fresh. And I know, I think it gets, there's like all these twists and turns and they bring, you know, they'll bring five new people in like right now where we are at the season. Like they have the original couples and they, they now have added another villa. So they have like Casa Amor and they have like the villa, which is where they, everyone was staying. And now there's a whole nother place. So they brought in five brand new guys and five brand new girls 
to like be with the OG five guys and five girls. And now they're all like living apart and trying to see if they like still really liked, like the couple that they're with. And just in, there's like a really witty, narr- like really witty, narr- narr- I know I just repeated that twice because I feel like I got really loud and then I had to go back and now I'm OCD justifying and talking and going down a rabbit hole about that. Anyways, I'm back. There's a witty narrator who I'm just obsessed with and like the commentary of there's like somebody commentating and narrating the show while it's happening and I like want that job because it's like the most amazing job. It's he's like making fun of them but then making fun of them in like a lighthearted way at the same time. It's like it's so amazing. It just has saved my life. It has saved my life. It has given me it has given me purpose again. I tune in at 9 at 9 p.m. Now I have had Bravo and I have had Below Deck and I have had both Beverly Hills um, Housewives of Beverly Hills and Housewives of New York. But man, there's something about Love Island. And then, uh, God, I cannot wait for The Bachelorette in October. October is going to be a sick month. Not only is it my birthday month and not only is my birthday on Halloween, which you know, I say that and I still don't have a single, like it's fall. And I don't have a single fall decoration. I actually did treat myself to a nice little um, pumpkin cold brew and I'm drinking that right now. But um, I don't have a single fall decoration in my apartment. I've never really liked decorating for fall. It's so quick. It's like, I like the way that my place looks. I don't know. Like I don't have any fall decorations and I don't have any Halloween decorations either. I'm never going to put a fake spider web up on my house. Like I'm just not. And I'm never going to put a gravestone in my front yard. And, you know, and, but it's like how it's, it's, I'm going to have to figure something out going forward in my life. Like, do you just go full haunted house in your garage for Halloween Like, what do you do? Like, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to figure it out. I'm going to have to figure it out because you can't just like be born on Halloween. And then like once you have a family and kids, just like, how am I going to decorate? But I just, I have such, I, I just can never find myself purchasing any like Halloween decorations. I do. The one thing I did purchase last year was a mug that said spooky. It's black and multicolored and it's very cute. And I drink my coffee out of it. So that's the one little like switch up I have was like a mug. Um, I don't even know why I went on that rant anyways oh yeah October gonna be the best month ever because we have the bachelorette returning and because the Batman is coming out allegedly on October 1st and as you all know if you are a mad yet mightier of this podcast you know that we love Batman we love the Joker we love everything that is um that world so I am one, when I first, you know, when we found out that Rob Patson was going to be Batman, I honestly like was just in this place of so excited, so nervous, cannot wait. They released the trailer and the trailer is really good. Now, the issue with this is, is that not the issue, but the potential issue is that DC has not done a good job with their comic movies, with their franchises like Marvel has. Marvel has just been the leader, has been the successor and will continue to be until we have a change in pace here. And I do feel after watching the trailer, I have a very good feel. Obviously, you can't fuck, well, yes, you can fuck, you you can actually fuck a Batman up. And they did. Ben Affleck did. Um, Ben Affleck was the last Batman. Um, He was the Batman in the whole, like, Batman versus Superman kind of ordeal with Henry Cavill. He did not, he was, he did not get very, he did not get good reviews. It was not a good situation. And there's nothing I think worse than playing one of the most iconic girls of all time that everyone typically has like a standing O for and you don't get a standing O. So Ben Affleck was supposed to be directing and starring in this movie, the movie, this Batman movie. Because he was in, because the other ones weren't like a Batman movie. It was the Superman, the whole like togetherness of it. So this was going to be the movie. So he, whatever happened, he, Matt Reeves took over as director and Ben Affleck was no longer the Batman. So apparently Matt Reeves had his eye on Robert Pattinson since the beginning. And apparently Rob Pattinson beat out, um, God, who did he beat out? There was some really good... 
Oh my God, there was some really good people that was really interesting to me. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson was one of the people that I know for a fact, which I'm obsessed with. He was in those comic movies that were like really, um, shoot, the superhero movies that were really intense and vulgar and like Jim Carrey was in it and the uh, McLovin was in it. I'm t- somebody's probably screaming the movie at me right now as they're listening to this and ooh, kick ass, kick ass. That's what it is. So Rob Pattinson beat out Jack Rayner, Alexander Ludwig, who was in the Hunger Games, Jack O'Connell, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who was in Godzilla and Kick-Ass, Army Hammer, who's a pretty big name, and Nicholas Holt, who was in the X-Men movies and played Beast. So pretty, pretty cray. So the trailer, honestly, it's dark, it's slow, it's kind of creepy, we see a lot. We actually get, we see a lot of people. Um, we see Rob, we see our Pat as Bruce Wayne. And I'm digging. So Bruce Wayne is typically, you know, debonair, a very attractive, you know, man, very attractive, like kind of that corporate Wall Street, you know, having, you know, Wayne, Wayne Corp, his whole empire you know, the suits, the this and that. Christian Bale is like a very Bruce Wayne. Like when I think of it, I think of like that kind of status, you know, kind of pompous. Christian Bale is very pompous, but he that's kind of how he played it. But when we see our pets, Bruce Wayne, I'm very intrigued. He has this, he has that middle part. He has a middle part. And like the hair is kind of like a Sean... Not a Sean from a Boy Meets World hair, but it's almost, I mean, it is kind of emo. It's, it looks black. Um, and when he takes off his helmet and he has like all of the, the like eye makeup, it's like very black. It's very, it's interesting. It's a whole different look to Bruce Wayne, which is fascinating because that can get very like redundant, I feel. Um, you just have like this hot, sexy guy who like puts on a black suit and kicks ass, but like. I don't know. I'm really into it. It's very different. It's very different feeling, a little bit more somber. Um, like I said, I just keep, I, I wish there was a better word, but I just keep thinking emo. So not only do we get to see our Pat as the Batman, but also as Bruce Wayne and he like kicks, he, there's a, an, an amazing scene at the end of the trailer, which I love. It just shuts down the trailer and it's him just like kicking somebody's ass and it's very quick and it's very loud and, and abrupt. And then he's, he kicks his ass in like two seconds and then they're like, whoa, or whatever. Or like, what are you, what are you looking for? And he's like, vengeance. Apparently vengeance was like the working title of the movie. And I'm so glad they didn't call it vengeance. That would have been lame. So in the trailer, we also see Colin Farrell but we don't see Colin Farrell because he is so freaking unrecognizable as the penguin it's almost alarming and we haven't seen the penguin be a villain since Jesus back in the back in the Burton movie um I guess penguin was going to be a villain in Birds of Prey the Harley Quinn spinoff but then when this script came about or they were working at the same time or whatever they Penguin was going to be such a big part of this movie that they had to kind of rewrite and re-villainize Birds of Prey so Penguin can be in this um you all know Colin Farrell from you know Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them Horrible Bosses True Detective to name a few um and Bruges was one of the ones that kind of popped into my mind but I can't wait. I do think he's a good actor. I do think he falls along in the same kind of roles. So seeing him, but when we don't see him, because he's a very attractive man. So when you have a very attractive man always playing in roles, you know, you're going to like him because he's hot. But it's like, is he actually a good actor? So seeing him in a complete prosthetic is going to be pretty freaking cool. Can't wait for that. Um, Not only do we see Colin Farrell, but then we also see our new Catwoman, which is always very exciting. And um, Selena Kyle was the last and was was Anne Hathaway, the last Catwoman. I think she was Anne Hathaway was the last Catwoman. Uh, but we are going to our Catwoman, our Selena Kyle is going to be played by Zoe Kravitz. And Zoe Kravitz was in um, Big Little Lies recently. She was also in the Di- Divergent series, which is one of my favorite series. Uh, can't, I, I think she's really great. I think she's really cool. I think she's perfect for the role. Um, love that it's not a white woman playing. You know what I mean? Like I love just like it's a switch up here. So once again, we have Zoe Kravitz. So I think that's going to be fantastic. Um, 
really, really excited. And I'm not sure if we see him in the trailer or if we just don't know. Um, but we also are going to be um, meeting the Riddler, which is super cool. Not even super cool. I'm like, that's not even like how I feel about that. I'm so excited about that because once again, the Riddler hasn't been around since Jim Carrey played the Riddler um, back in Burton's Batman. So with Poison Ivy, it's going to be really awesome. It's people like the Riddler because it's in the same kind of the Riddler and the Joker and this and I am this is where it gets into like some serious like historian like Batman comic, which I don't have. I'm not going to like be and say that I am one way. Um, I'm a super fan. I love the art. I love the creative of it. I love following these different characters and the different actors who make it. I do not know. I feel like the Riddler and the Joker are, they are different people, but at the same time, I feel like in different universes, they kind of are the same person, um, but not really. So our Riddler is going to be played by Paul Dano, which when I found this out, I was so excited because this guy can play some dark shit, but he was, um, he was the son in Little Miss Sunshine, who like has the entire freak out out and out of the van like pulls over he was in the prisoners which was a great movie with um jake gyllenhaal and sexy wolverine which i am totally spacing hugh jackman and um he was also in swiss army man so we don't i'm not sure if we see him in the trailer so this batman apparently it were it's rumored that we're gonna see the origin or we're going to be introduced to six villains so i guess apparently with this storyline is they they pulled a lot from um the long halloween which was a specific batman comic that had a lot of influence on this film but it's it's exciting because apparently we're going to be seeing the origin stories of some villains. And you know what we love? We, we love an origin story, baby. We love an origin story. Talk about the Joker. Let's go. Um, October 1st. It can't come soon enough. I'm really excited after seeing this trailer. I hope they release like a longer trailer. This one was a little short and was, it was good. Um, it had moments where I was like, felt like it was I don't know not felt like it was trying hard I don't know I don't mean that because I like loved every minute of it but I think at the beginning when it first starts I was like ooh. but then as the trailer goes on I'm like okay 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 but it still doesn't give you a lot it's a lot of flashing from face to face it's a lot of scene to scene it's a lot of PC PC dialogue so not PC but like PC like P yeah you get it like a piece piece together hmm anyways I thought it was really funny. I read that Michelle Pfeiffer and Christian Bale when they were talking. So Michelle Pfeiffer played Catwoman and she also was in Grease too and Cool Rider. I had to do that. I had to do that. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Christian Bale told um, Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz, they were like, if you do, if we have any advice for you at all, please, you have to have, they're like, you have to be able to go bathroom in your cat suit and in, in your Catwoman suit and in your bat suit. You have to. So that was like their one piece of advice for them, which I thought was actually pretty funny. Okay, now we get to talk about something that is, I, I'm still shocked. I'm still freaking shocked when I, when I, I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked. So it was released this week, this past week, that Keeping Up With The Kardashians is coming to an end. It is officially coming into end. And I don't know where you are on the spectrum. If you're somebody who was like having a funeral or if you're somebody who was so excited they can't even function. Like they're like, screw the Kardashians. Like the Kardashians are like, you know, I, people who like bitch about the Kardashians or some of the like, I'm so annoyed by those people because I'm like, you were literally just bashing on extremely successful, wealthy people that you just want to be. And they're like, no, like they don't have any skills or they don't have any talent. They have created empires. They have literally created empires. Multi-million dollar business corp empires. So you can just take that in your pipe and smoke it. Anyways, Keeping Up With The Kardashians, it originally premiered October of 2007. It has been on the air for 14 years it has literally had 12 spinoff series. Isn't that crazy? And this final season will be the 19th and final season. You know, 
as somebody who is a fan of the show, I haven't, to be completely honest, I've, I, I go through phases. Ever since I lost my cable and I have a streaming service that I stream from my phone, watching TV has simply just not been the same for me. It's actually been like tragic and something that I hate because it's such a shitty experience that I can't just turn on my TV with my remote and get cable. Like I could get it, but like I don't want to. So I just sit here and bitch about it. Um. Anyways, uh, so yes, I... I haven't really been like a hardcore watcher of it in like the last year, two years. But like, don't don't get me wrong. The show was on for 14 years. There was a lot of years where I watched it every single Sunday. It's just a little bit harder for me now because of just um, accessibility. It just makes it tough. It just makes it tough. Oh, there was my outlook. Um, Thank you for that. I'm sad. I am. I'm also, but then again, at the same time, I'm not like super sad and I and I get why because this family this family has been completely <laughs> they have been on television for 14 years 14 years where they have displayed they have been an open book they have let us into their bedrooms they have led us into their I mean, the bedroom is the most vulnerable place, like just home in general to their backyards, to their family functions, to their fights, to their scandals, to their celebrations. I mean, we have to to birth some children. I mean, we they have been a spectacle like they have their lives were they, yeah, they were living their lives, but they were filming a tele like they were filming a television show, you know, and as much as I loved it, it things have gotten dark. I, things have gotten dark with Kanye and Kim and I, she's you know Kim's the I mean they're all main characters but without Kim it's just you don't without any of them I mean Courtney was like Courtney was done filming Kylie Kylie's been also done for a while she's not on every episode anymore and kind of said that she like didn't want to be on the show like they don't they want they want I think they want to live what lives you know that they have left they want to live them for them and I mean, with Kim and Kanye, I mean, that's a whole bag of worms that is frightening. You know, like, not frightening. I don't mean that frightening, but they don't need to be, things are going on with them and they need to be with their families and they need to be together and they don't need to be worrying about filming a television show for all of America to see. You know, I know Chloe and Scott were upset about it because, like, they liked the show and I think it was, they were very involved and it was like, you know, Chloe was very involved. She had a lot of, she had a lot of segments. She always had stuff going on. Like, I think she definitely, like, was more invested, became more invested in the show than some of the other sisters. You know, I know Chris is upset, but as being the matriarch and as being, like, she knows that, like, they're, I guess everyone's done. Everyone's done. And rightfully so. I mean, they have families now, kids that are growing up and they're going to be doing things like for, I think for the safety and for like the, the mental health of their families, they, they're done. And is it sad? Yes. Are we going to be able to watch them forever and always? I guess they're going to be on Peacock, like the Peacock streaming platform. I wonder if E's still going to play them all the time or if they're not. Cause E just, just cycles keeping up with Kardashians. So yeah, it's shocking. It's shocking. It, a lot of our culture, whether we like to believe it or not, a lot of the pop culture, I mean, a lot of trends, I mean, trends are started by the Kardashians. Kim Kardashian put contouring that forever changed the makeup world on the map. It just, it just is. Like, I know people were contouring before, you know, this, this goes back to, my God, this goes back to, um, there's so much history with contouring I mean within within you know the drag community like in like that's way before Kim Kardashian you know but Kim Kardashian they start they start trends and they it's it's going to be interesting to be now this isn't obviously the end of them but it's going to be interesting to see a to see a world without a Kardashian influence because there is now I think we kind of hit the peak and I think we've been kind of going down for a while even though I mean they all I mean Kim has an another extremely sick skims as an as a a success it's a freaking it's sold out all the time shapewear hello I'm obsessed I haven't bought a single thing from it but I'm obsessed with everything about it so 
damn. I mean, take a moment of silence, but wow, crazy. Let's have another moment of silence, okay? We need to have another moment of silence. There was another thing that was announced this week that I was sent at like 10 o'clock at night from my mother. And at first, it evoked a very like visceral gut reaction from me. And then I like had a whole moment where I was like, okay, here's what I'm talking about. So I don't know if anyone else saw this, but it came out that Zac Efron is dating some 25-year-old Australian model named Vanessa Valdarez. Now, when I say model, I want to like make something perfectly clear here. This woman is, she's beautiful. Now, when I saw this photo, when I saw the photo of them, I was a little bit shocked at first because she was in like a very baggy button-up shirt with baggy shorts, short hair, had glasses on. Um, and he's dated very uh, tomboy women in the past. Like he was with Michelle Rodriguez, who was from all of the Fast and Furious movies, um, who's very, I mean, she's stunning and she's beautiful, but I, I, maybe I'm just thinking of her character in Fast and Furious, but I think she's a little, I think she's a little tomboy like too. You just, I, I, I guess I always think of Zac Efron to just be with these smoke shows and he just ends, he's, he always shocks me with who he ends up with, like in a good way. So when I saw this girl, I was obviously pissed off because I was like, oh, she's a 25 model. Like they met at a rush. They met at a cafe. Like, why not me? Like, why not me? Like, that's literally where I went because I'm just delusional. But then I was like, you know what? Even proving further my theory that Zac Efron is just the best guy just the best guy. He's not in, he, he wants to get out of LA. He wants to use his name for good. He's, he's environmentally forward. He look at this girl that he's dating. He could have any bitch off the street and he's picking like, when I saw this picture, I was like, and he's picking her. You know what? It just shows that like, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's looking more at, he's looking more inside than just that tits and ass and a Instagram influencer face. And you know what? Good for him. That is the exact thought process that I have because that is how involved I am and that's how much I love him and care about him. Anyways, no, but seriously, like I just think the guy's got to have, he sounds like he probably comes from a great family, has a great relationship with his parents. He's moving to Australia. He wants to stay in Australia forever because he wants to get out of LA. I'm like, you know what, Zach? You freaking do you. And I wish I could be in Australia with you. Wearing Ruka surfing and just watching you I I would literally I I love him I love him I think that's what it I think this is what this comes down to is that I love him which we already knew you know monkey give it a rest um yeah I just had to say that I had I had I had to let that out I had to go on a Zach Efron manifesto but you know what I'm happy for him she you know she's a cute girl um She's, you know, kind of trying to figure out her modeling career. You know, I think I, I think she quit her serving job. God love her. Uh, you know, it's just like that. It's something so easy like that that you can just be working your waitressing job at a cafe and just meet Zac Efron. And now you're together and living in a beach house off of, you know, some beach. And um, yeah, that sounds really, really fucking nice. So <laughs> I still hopes are I, I still have the hopes out for me. You know, I still have the hopes that. One of these days, I'm just going to bump into somebody at the at the gas station. Because I'm like, I am so all about meeting somebody in person to the point that I'm like putting myself in situations. Like I'm actually like doing, like I'm like making moves in public. And I'm going to continue to make moves in public because I'm so over dating apps. And honestly, I've been talking and we have a couple other things I want to talk about. And I don't, we'll talk about dating apps later. But just because I'm, I'm so over them and I'm so over talking about them. And so it's just like, I just don't even want to talk. I just, I, one, I haven't been on them, so don't worry. But it's like, I want to meet somebody in person. I just want to have, like, is that, is that so, is that, is that so hard to ask? I don't think so. I was literally going to stay after. I went to church the other day and like the drummer in the band was, God, he was such a little bright light. He was such, so cute. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay after and I'm going to go find him and I'm going to tell him that I, that he is what did I, what I had this line that I was going to say, I just wanted you to know that, or you're like, you're a joy to watch because I didn't want to say like, I think you're a joy to watch, but I was like, you're a joy to, or something like that. Something just like really, whatever. I didn't do it because I, <laughs> moral of the story is I didn't, 
but not to say that I'm not going to do it if I see him again. I think if I saw him again, I would definitely do it. I was just, I was with, I was with my parents. It felt a little weird and creepy and I didn't know his name. Like I had this whole plan in my mind that I was going to like ask like the sound booth people what the drummer's name would just casually be like, oh my, like, I think I went to high school with that guy. Like, do you know his name? And then I was going to get his name and then I was going to use that to like find my way. (laughs) This is a true story. This is a true freaking story. Okay. Last really phenomenal announcement that I think is like, is just going to bring joy to our lives. Uh, I'm also, you know, love a reality show, love a competition show, big Dancing with the Stars fan. Um, It was officially, officially confirmed that freaking Carol Baskin is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Geeky as hell. Cannot wait to watch it. Um, I just cannot believe this woman. She's, she's an absolute, she's an absolute just con artist she's such a con artist like why is she on dancing with the stars i mean like i know it's an obvious like it's a business opportunity and you're bringing like why is anyone on dancing with the stars but why the fuck is carol baskin on <laughs> dancing with the stars not only is carol baskin to be on dancing with the stars but aj mclean from the backstreet boys okay big fan big fan big fan jesse metcalf who was on desperate housewives and um john tucker must die which was a phenomenal movie you know, he's kind of one of those, like, C-rated people, but that will be, like, fun to watch. Johnny Weir, who's, like, the ice skater, just the flamingly gay ice skater who, like, hosts dog shows and has, like, amazingly phenomenal outfits always. And he has a very cute half pony in his picture. Caitlin Bristow, who is one of the most um, iconic Bachelorette contestants of all time, this was exciting. Coach Monica from Cheer is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. I found that out. I am so excited. I freaking love Coach Monica. And Cheer was one of the best documentary series on Netflix that I've seen in a long time. And if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. Get with the times, people. Nelly's going to be on it. God love Nelly. God love Nelly. I'll watch Nelly. I'm excited to watch Nelly. Nev from freaking Catfish, which he kind of annoys me a little bit. I'm not going to lie, but fine. I'll watch him. Sky Jackson I don't know who the hell Vernon Davis is he's probably like an athlete um but so yeah you know what it's gonna be a good little cast it's gonna be a good little cast I'm into it Charles Oakley I don't know who he is either I'm sure he's an athlete as well oh yeah Jeannie Mai I do like her she's the she does she does a lot of e red uh, red carpet correspondence and she also is a host on the talk I do believe so very big fan kind of a fun little like sprucey cast so you know what if it's another reality show to watch on a weeknight then sign me the fuck up people y'all this has been great hasn't this been lovely I think this has been lovely if you're still listening at this point thank you so much for um thank you so much for spending your time with me I really appreciate it uh it is we're almost to the middle of September we're going into fall I think I kind of want to leave on a last couple of notes because you know me I'm a deep thinker and I like to evoke thought and emotion so I want to part ways with you know, we're about to enter. I mean, we are entering into a new season. We are how, and I feel like fall is a very big, um, it's we're coming out of summer. I mean, they're completely opposite. You know what I mean? Summer into fall into winter. It's a very big change. It's a very big transitional time. And I think some of the thoughts that I started to have for myself was, you know, the season is about to change. Am I? Am I ready to change with the season? Am I ready? What am I doing? Or what do I want to have done before winter comes? What do I want to do being working from home, being in my place? Like, what are the things that I want to do to prepare either my environment or my visuals in my environment to prepare me for winter? What do I want to do? I, I Anything else that could prepare, I mean, that sounds weird, sounding like st- like a chipmunk storing his nuts, but like, how are we preparing for winter? And not even just like physically, but mentally, you know, are we, have you been in a, have you gotten in kind of like a healthy groove? Have you been wanting to start moving your body every day because you think it's going to help your mind? It helps mine, you know, just starting to have these thoughts because they're, it's, it's going to come and it's going to come quick. And then. I don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of months with, you know, restrictions and, um, you know, social distance and not not just social distancing, but just public restrictions. 
what's I mean I think the masks are really going to help with with spread of just the common cold and flu and obviously COVID so fine so be it but we're all still feeling a little bit not in control of our lives a little here and we all still feel I think a little bit claustrophobic isolated even though you might be surrounded by your significant other your family Um, so I just want everyone alongside with me, you know, I'm like just speaking out too, because I, I just think, I feel it's so important for me is how am I, how am I preparing for winter? What is one thing I'm going to do? What is one thing that I need to make sure that I do? It could be that you want to add, I don't know, you want to add new wall decor before winter because you think it's going to spruce up your space and make you feel more creative from working from home. It could be that you want to do a really big, deep clean. It could be that you want to make sure that you're getting into a routine of moving and uh, moving your body, maybe cooking, like, okay, like we're going to be inside a lot more and not be going out. Like, do we, do I, whatever it is, I just think it's something, it's like a helpful thought to kind of leave on you know the seasons are changing how are we changing with the season especially preparing ourselves for I I don't want to say it's going to be a difficult winter but what could potentially be um you know a type of winter that we've never had not saying like snow wise but you know winter in the holiday season is a difficult time for a lot of people and slap on a freaking global pandemic Uh, You know, it's just, it's stuff that we just have to be honest and transparent about, and we're going to get through it together. And you're going to, we're all, it's, we're all going to get through it. And we're going to be to a point where this isn't going to be what we're having to deal with. So on that note, I hope you all have a fantastic, fantastic Monday, fantastic week. This has been another episode of Mad Yet Mighty. I'm your host, Megan Cipollone, and I will talk to you next time. (laughs) 